Right, team, it's my favourite time of the week as I get to chat to you guys about all things NRL, a bit of a pre-show as well. Now, the question I've got for you this week, it, it, it's it's not a dark question, I promise, but guys, you know, as we get towards the back end of the season, we see not just a battle for the premiership, not just a battle for the finals, but the old battle for the wooden spoon, and there's a few clubs in the running at the moment, but if we had to look at it now and we had relegation, who's the team that you think deserves relegation uh, this season if it was a thing in the NRL? Cos, going to Going to start with you. If we had to call it this weekend, if we had a relegation in place, which is the which team is uh, is getting moved down? I think first, I'm not a hugest fan of relegation. I think if it, you know, it is hard for teams to if they move up, like you need a bit of time to establish. So, in saying that, though, if it was in the NRL, I think it has to be the Tigers, and just just for their own good, like they need just go back and sort out what. What are you doing? What is the club? What is happening? Why is why is it as bad as it has been this year? Um, sort themselves out because you know the competition needs a strong Tigers. So if they can do that, get strong, and then move back up and and be competitive, I think that'll be good for the whole competition. Have I missed their the coach's appointment? Have we do we know who's coaching the Tigers next year? Are we still trying to work that work that out? Obviously, they went hard for. Seraldo and things haven't really uh, <laughs> haven't exactly gone to plan for them. That, I think they got Andrew Webster. Was that right, Andrew? Or did he go the Warriors? Anyway, I'm checking that up as we speak. Um, Mickey, what about yourself? It's it's been a bit of an ugly season for a few of these uh, for a few of these clubs. If you had to push one down to reserve grade, who would it be? Yeah, I was going to say the Titans, and for similar reasons, I feel like they just need to yeah work out what the hell's going on because I feel like they've had a few seasons where like they've been quite low on the ladder like the last few years so I think they can use some time to sort themselves out and try get themselves bigger and better and stronger for the next season yeah well let's 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 see it's um you know a lot of these clubs are lucky we don't have relegation in place at the moment guys it's my tight parent brain in terms of the tigers appointments of course we've got tim sheens coming to the west tigers next year and then obviously benji marshall's coming in so guys we've we've got a west tigers revolution that's happening and you know that that's that's kind of where i'm at as well because i gotta go with you like this has just been you know this this has been an all-time awful as a newcastle knights fan i kind of like it it's kind of um you know meant one less wooden spoon for our uh I don't know if you call it a trophy cabinet. I don't know where you put your wooden spoons once you've won them. But, look, Api Corosau coming to the club. Isaiah Papali'i, is he, won't he? That's going to be really interesting. But, yeah, look, with Sheens and Benji coming there, I think, um, you know, it's going to be really interesting this, to see what happens here with the Tigers. And I think one big thing that the club's got to look at, guys, is the re-signing of Adam Dewey. Like, he is absolutely the future of that club. Absolutely confused as to why they didn't play him every opportunity at 5'8". Um, but has that opened the door to other clubs in terms of getting his signature? There's a lot of potential moves that are going to be happening very, very soon. A few players that you're able to talk to over the next couple of months. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge, the Newcastle Knights. All right, team, let's dive into our show. Whatever it is you want to do in life, you'll be able to do. It's always you versus you. That it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, you can achieve anything that you set your mind to. Spend the rest of your natural life waking up and going after it. This is my purpose, and you will not stop me. You are listening to Mojo Sports. 
right team. So I'm hearing the Knights, you know, we, you know, me hoping to side Adam Dewey. It's a little bit of pie in the sky, <laughs> judging by the, the looks I'm getting back across the panel. But let's move away from uh, player movement talk and let's preview uh, this incredible round ahead. Round 24, you know, we've almost completed the regular season, just two more rounds to go. And whilst there's a few clubs sort of in no man's land, there's plenty on offer for a lot of these teams. So, uh, guys, let's dive into our first segment for tonight, the breakdown. It's do or die. One game. Got hit in the mouth and acted like somebody took our lunch money. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Um, not everything went to, went to plan at all. Um, and they run through our ass like through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop them. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of been and gone now, you know, last round, but the competition's in a really interesting space. I mean, there was some absolute thrashings last week, so we've kind of got to reset our thinking Two games to go, you know, there's a lot of clubs that, you know, obviously don't have anything to play for, and we saw that a little bit last week. But, you know, because it's it's a great time of year when you get games such as our first feature game, the Brisbane Broncos at Suncorp Stadium coming up against the Parramatta Reels. And like we spoke about, you know, last week, I mean, if you had have said to Brisbane Broncos fans, this is where you would be heading into round 24. You would be, you know, you'd you'd be sitting in the eight, in, in eighth position, um, you know, and, and a bit of a 50-50 game against the Parramatta Reels. Cause, um, yeah, what's your thoughts on this game? This is going to be an absolute beauty. I think, yeah, it is. If you spoke to fans last year and this is a position they're in, they'd be happy. But I think fans this year, seeing how well the Broncos have done, are probably a little bit, not disappointed, but just a bit anxious about that position because it is very tight at the bottom of the ladder there. So this is a very important game. And um, they they had a, a win against the, we'll say the lowly Knights to sort of correct the wobble, but there seems to be they need to they need to step up against the, like the higher-ranked teams. And I think maybe this is the week that they do it because they just, yeah, they have to bounce back from what um, from what the storm handed them. The devastating loss to the Melbourne Storm. I mean, we've all had our bad days. We've all had some really bad days, and you just turn the page. But cause what it does do, it absolutely wipes out basically their for and against. And whilst there's still a pretty big gap between them and the Canberra Raiders, it really does open the door. So yeah, obviously there's that side of it. But Mickey, you know, the other side of it's confidence. I mean. This team got absolutely annihilated. They weren't the only one. Half the competition got wiped out last weekend. But, you know, what, what, what's your expectation of the Broncos heading into this one against Parramatta? Do you think, you know, do you think they're going to be able to just turn this around or do you think last week has really dinted their confidence? Um, I think it definitely would have, like, you know, dragged their confidence down. But I think after they'll they'll have a tough training this week, I think, and then going back to play out at Suncorp, they're going to want to prove themselves after last week. So I think they will come out firing and fighting against Para. And, you know, obviously Para had Bulldogs last weekend and beat them. But, you know, against those top teams, sometimes you never know with Parramatta. Like they seem to lose games sometimes that they shouldn't. So... Yeah, yeah. No, that's exactly right. Parramatta are just as, uh, yeah, well, they're in a different uh, situation as well. Because um, when you talk about the Brisbane Broncos, look, trying to assess last week was difficult. Trying to work out what does the, well, 
I guess we do know what, uh, you know, the best football is for the Brisbane Broncos. Obviously, they've sort of, you know, moved away from that. They haven't really hit their top form at the right end of the season. That's all part of the secret recipe of this NRL competition. But you'd like to think against Parramatta at home. They just try and strip it back into basics, try and cut down on the errors, try and cut down on the flash, and really just try and compete in the middle. When you've got a guy like Payne Haas, surely you're in any, you know, you're, you're, you're a chance against any football team. Trying to predict the X's and O's from the Broncos this week, do you think they try and simplify things a little bit? Um, you know, I know Reynolds, he, he wouldn't be really happy with his past couple of weeks as well. I think, again, for the Broncos, what was probably so disappointing about last week was people thought they, they were in with a chance that this was going to be a really good game. It was going to be evenly contested and, you know, while the Storm have hit a bit of form, the Bronx, you know, they've been playing well. So just to be so embarrassed, I think, um, yes, they will They will turn up hopefully with their heads switched on, back to basics, cut the errors, um, defence, def- just up the intensity as well. Stor- the Storm just just ran over the top of them. So they just need need to, well, again, when you have Olam running at you, I, I do forgive anyone was- getting cut in half because <laughs> I felt that through the TV anytime he was making his tackles. But yeah, I just think they, they'd be embarrassed from that, especially at home, like you said. They'll, they'll want to come, you know, come correct on you know, Thursday night. Mickey, this team is ahead of schedule. They probably shouldn't be where they are. You know, it's been a bit of a surprise. And I, and I think, you know, what is it going to take for the Broncos over the next couple of years to start sort of competing for, for a title? There's quite a few things. But I think one of them is a little bit more consistency from some of their strike weapons. Katoni Staggs, um, Cos, touching on it, we've all had those bad games. Uh, Justin Ollum has done that to, you know, the best of the best in the competition. But Katoni's kind of been off. And, you know, he's, you know, not, not, to, not to just isolate him, but there's a few other players as well. But outside of Selwyn Cobbo, um, you know, a lot of these players are really struggling. What's your thoughts on a player like Katoni Staggs? Because, look, to be frank, he's the type of player that needs to be scoring at least one or two tries each and every week for the Broncos to be a chance against you know, the, the, the top quality teams in the competition. Yeah, definitely. Consistency is huge because, like, if you, yeah, are winning one week, losing the next and just doing that, like, oh, you can't really nearly, get, like, manage to get anywhere. So He was fighting for a um, Blues jersey, wasn't he, like a little while ago? So, yeah, no. Look, yeah, it, that too. It's going to be interesting. I've, I've probably jinxed him there. So, again, responsibly, <laughs> he'll probably score three tries this week. But, uh, <laughs> you know, not, not to point him out, but, you know, players like Katoni and a few others really do need to step up because, you know, one of the things they are going to need at home against Parramatta Eels is some points because, Cos, let's flip it over to the Parramatta Eels. I mean, we get whiplash following them throughout the year. You know, we've been doing this pod together for quite a while now. Talk to me about about talk to me about Parramatta. They, for me... That was predictable, that performance. With Mitchell Moses coming back, with everything on the line, the Bulldogs were sort of, you know, they sort of dipped a little bit in terms of their form. Yeah, that that that, that had everything set up for Parramatta to have a big performance. Now we turn the ta- now we turn the page over to round 24. They've really got to go up there and uh, continue this good form heading into the finals. Good luck, my friend. What's your thoughts on Parramatta heading into this one? Oh, I think... The fact that they were expected to play well and they did is a bit of a surprise because Paramount, even though they are sort of high up on the ladder, they've been one of those inconsistent teams. And and also when last time they met the Broncos, they got embarrassed. I think they they, they weren't ready for them um, to, to play as well as they did. Um, I think, you know, 
like we spoke about Moses, Dylan Brown played well. So I think when you put those, um, you know, those two in form together, like if they can, again, consistently play well yeah. together, that'll be good good mm. for them. And I, I, and I think this will be pretty entertaining game because if, again, if both teams bring their A game, it will be lots of points and lots of flair. And it's one of those games that people do like to watch because, you know, there's some skilled players in both both teams. Not to pick out other um, high-quality players that can start to negotiate with other clubs, but Mitchell Moses, I'm just keeping a close eye on his contract. Again, Newcastle Knights, just see seeing you in into that one. But I love Mitchell Moses. I love the way he plays. Is he Nathan Cleary? Is he the out-and-out best player in the competition? No, he's not. But he's elite. Um, and he brings so much to Parramatta. I think he calms Dylan Brown. I think Dylan Brown can go back to, you know, sort of relaxing and playing his natural game. And, you know, one of the things that, I think Parramatta get away from from time to time is really sort of taking it the teams in the middle. You know, last week, obviously, they, they absolutely destroyed the, the Bulldogs through the middle. They absolutely won the ruck, and that gave them the right to play to their very, very talented edges. I find if they try and take shortcuts in some of these games, get Wonga Blakes, uh, Will Penasini, Sevo, and a few others, if they sort of push the ball sideways, I think Parramatta sort of struggle there. So, um, again, I think this one's going to come back to a battle of the middle. And uh, with Payne Huss over on the other side uh, for the Brisbane Broncos, I think it's going to be an absolute beauty. All right, team, no sitting on the fence when it comes to our predictions. It's crunch time. You can imagine the the stress of the coaches, of all NRL coaches this week. But, um, yeah, you've, you've really got to try and nail these two points. Cos, uh, where are you going in this one? I'll, I'll tip the Broncos, I think, being at home. And they would have been so embarrassed. Um, so... I think they'll they'll try and turn it around this week, but it'll be close. I'm just a sucker for getting my heart broken when it comes to the rugby league. So, like, you know, I'm sort of buying into what Parramatta is selling. So, look, I'm going to go para on the road, but, uh, Mickey, you've got the deciding vote here. Who gets the job done? Oh, see, I think it will be Broncos, but I want it to be Parramatta. I, I think... I'm going to tip Parramatta as well. <laughs> well, I tell you what, if Parramatta win, it's going to make this competition quite dramatic with Canberra Raiders just sniffing around. And uh, anyway, all right, well, there you go. There's our predictions for our first feature game. Let's move into our second feature game uh, this week. There's uh, quite a few to choose from. Uh, but Friday night, 7.55, Amy Park, Melbourne. We see the Melbourne Storm. And I say the Melbourne Storm because I think they're back. There was a lot of panic mostly from me, um, but the Melbourne Storm are back. And they're coming up against the Sydney Roosters. Um, Mickey, your your crew, your team, um, who are sitting in sixth position. Now, Mickey, we're going to let you, uh, you know, boast and brag about your Sydney Roosters because, you know, we hate to say we told you so, but we told you so. You know, we kind of expected this from the Sydney Roosters, but probably one of the things we didn't expect is for it to take this long for these combinations to start to work. What's kind of your reflection on the Sydney Roosters? Because, wow, they have really hit form at the right time. They have hit form to sort of temper that they, they did play the Tigers last week. So that was an insane scoreline. I mean, but they could have put 90 they, on they, them. You're right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I think it just, again, we have to you have to give them a lot of credit because the, the number of players they've lost to long-term injuries and the, the, how they've... Um, you know, they did take a bit of time to gel, but they've got so many strike players and when they are hitting form, like, even, yeah, even with the, the players that they were missing, they, you've still got Tedesco, like, oh, one of the best. So it's, is that fair? 
maybe it is. But I think, yeah, they are they are finding form at the right time. It's just coasting along into the finals. They they've found their combinations and they're they're looking pretty slick. Mickey, I think the turnaround in the Roosters was not their star players. I feel like their stars have been, um, I think they've been brilliant. You know, their combinations, the Sam Walker, Luke Keery, um, you know, yes, it, yes, it's been a little bit clunky. But for me, it's been the rest of the squad really elevating. In fact, I've actually been quite disappointed in quite a few of the Sydney Roosters players. Um, I've sort of picked on the forwards, um, you know, for most of the season, but you know, since their turn, since their turnaround in form, the forwards have been brilliant. I don't think there's a there's a there's a prop, there's an edge back rower who's really not putting in at the moment. In fact, a lot of them are starting to hit. You know, some of their some of their best form. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to understand where this turned around from the Roosters. You follow them religiously, social media. You know, you're stalking them there at training. You know, you're making the long drive um, from Canberra. What, what's your what's your thoughts or what's your explanation for how did the Sydney Roosters? How did the super coach Trent Robinson uh, turn this season around? Oh, Trent Robinson just has his ways. <laughs> he's just he's just Trent Robinson. He I don't know. He has no, this like um, special second playbook that he just sort of holds and just sort of <laughs> pulls it out when he's when, when it's uh, final time. They actually did have a. Um, I think they call him the coach whisperer or something. Had come to training a few weeks ago. Um, and I think that's where a lot of people are saying the difference has been made. I don't know what his secret is or what he does, but it's been working. So cannot complain as a Roosters fan. Uh, hopefully he's uh, still around this week, Cos, because, uh, yeah, plenty of whispering, plenty of motivation. The Roosters are really going to have to, um, you know, they're really going to have to bring their, bring their best performance. But, you know, I, I don't know, you know, speaking to a lot of coaches, yes, they want easy wins. They want to come up against the bottom teams, put a score on them, you know, you know, obviously boost up their for and against and get as high up on the ladder as possible. But, you know, it's not the new final structure because it's been in place for quite a while now. But, you know, what I would say, some of these positions on the ladder are not as important as what it was many, many years ago. So I guess what I'm saying is getting a bit of a harder run towards the back end of the season can actually be a good thing. It can kind of prepare you for the finals. There's been a lot of chat about the Sydney Roosters schedule. What's your thoughts heading into this one? Because yeah, again, they're hitting a Melbourne storm who have um, seemed to have figured out the players that they have available. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be a big game, like both coming off pretty big wins. So both teams are going to be filled with that confidence. Um, I think it'll be interesting as well. Like Victor Radley was put on report, um, for nothing, like always. Um, so he'll probably <laughs> get two or three weeks suspension there. So it'll be interesting to see how um, that plays out because I feel like he's been a big key in a lot of our like line breaks and things like that over the last couple of weeks. Um, but I think like on the weekend against Tigers, it seemed to be our forwards that was like winning us the game and scoring all the tries. So I think that was a bit strange. I don't think that'll be happening this week. We definitely need our um, wingers and centres and everyone to out there to really turn up. So When you score 70 points, I think everyone gets a go at scoring a try. It was uh, an absolute bloodbath, that's for sure. All right, team, let's flip it over to the Melbourne Storm. Cos, they're at home. Things are starting to settle out a little bit. You know, it just felt like they were really struggling to – stabilize and 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 I guess 
send out the same team each and every week. There was just injuries after injuries after injuries. You kind of did expect that once it did stabilise, regardless of the team that they were left with, Craig Bellamy would sprinkle his little special dust over the top of this team and they'd start to figure it out. I mean, it's the like of, it's, it's the likes of Nick Meany and a few others who have been unheralded this season. Talk to me about the Melbourne Storm at the moment because, um, yeah, really impressive that the Melbourne Storm B-side kind of, sort of, is, um, yeah, really really stepping up. They've started to get a couple of players back um, and, again, it's handy having David Nofaluma come in and just slip, slot in seamlessly and he seems like he's very happy there and happy to score tries for the Storm, even though he's on loan. So I think, yeah, they've had a really tough run with all those injuries but started to get a couple back in. Throughout this whole season, it has been the form of Munster that has kept them in every in everything. And I think oh, it's just interesting how he's been playing him and Mimi sort of swapping and, and changing, and he's just roaming around doing his thing. Um, he's the fittest he's been, and he's in a really great form. So, again, I think we've, we've said it, any team that has Munster firing in it will be hard to beat. I think I think Pappenhausen was uh, you know just getting <laughs> not nervous, but you know he's probably sitting on the sideline being like, all right, uh, you know, Money Munster, can we just sort of calm things down a little bit? That's my jersey. Uh, don't forget it. But, um, you know, and, and look, not not to sidebar the conversation, but I've always thought in the NRL, wouldn't it be cool if we had like almost like trades, um, you know, in the NRL, quite similar to some of the overseas American sports. Like it happens a little bit in rugby league, but not to the extent. You look at teams like the Titans who have got way too many fullbacks, but not of other, not a lot of other players. Like imagine what the Titans could get for a Jaden Campbell, you know what I mean? And maybe the Storm keep Munster at fullback and they want to trade Pappenhausen and get, you know, like it's just, it'd be very interesting um, if a few of these clubs were, yeah, um, you know, if we had that sort of trade model. But, yeah, how good, how good is it to be a Melbourne Storm supporter when you've got Pappenhausen and then Munster can just go in the back and say, oh, just, just as a bit of a FYI, I'm one of the best fullbacks in the game as well. A player that I did want to give a little bit of a rap to as well is Jerome Hughes. Um, again, I still feel like we're working on his brand a little bit. Um, he's a Kiwi, so he doesn't get to play in state of origin and really sort of demonstrate um, and, and you know put, put himself on show. There hasn't been a lot of international football played, but you know he's been outstanding for the Kiwis. He's been brilliant for the Melbourne Storm. He's really reinvented himself as being one of the out-and-out best playmakers and I just felt with him coming back into the side it was um yeah really really impressive and his game just gets better and better so um yeah a bit of a shout out there to Jerome Hughes and a few of the unheralded forwards who you know again didn't have too many reps didn't have too many games but they're really holding this together and Mickey one final shout out was to Olam I mean he gave Katoni a bit of a bath and uh, that's nothing to be ashamed of as we spoke about earlier he was in a mood and let's see how he goes against the Sydney Roosters. All right, Mickey, uh, you're going to tip the Roosters to win here. How do they get this done and why? Yeah, um, as I said, I think our our forwards need to be on in defence and then our backs need to be on in attack. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's where I think they need to win. It's not obvious because obviously it's not going to be like last week at all. Um, so I think, yeah, they'll be really focusing in on those areas. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I don't think uh, the Roosters will be putting 70 on the storm, but let's hope, you know, <laughs> Trent Robinson, he's got this, this new playbook out and he's starting to sort of come up come up with a few things there. Cos, um, bit of a tricky one. Again, I, I, say it, I say it each and every week, gamble responsibly. These are Some of these games uh, have 50-50 vibes. What's your thoughts? 
I think being at home, I'll, I'll go with the storm. But yeah, it's it's weird. Um, we're talking about yeah, backs have to fly, forwards have to. There's just the different positions and the different players. Like the the backs for the storm, the the spine has been outstanding. The the forwards for the roosters have been good. So will be a good matchup. And also, I think um, Sam Barrels will be interesting to watch because you know Brandon Smith is in the opposition and he's going to take his position next year at the Roosters. So It'll be interesting to see how well he plays up against the Storm. So there we go. Uh, yeah, it's going to be an interesting one. My prediction with this one, the Storm coming up against the Roosters, I think, look, I can't bet against the Storm at the moment. It's just that monster effect. I think any team that he's in, um, it's going to be very, very hard to predict against them. So I think the Melbourne Storm get the job done there. All right, team, let's dive into our final segment for tonight, Rapid Fire. And we're going to talk all about that and a whole bunch of other things. What you need to know tonight. Sincere apologies to Matt Damon. We ran out of time for him tonight. We'll get him on the air again soon. Oh, my boss is saying closing time. Maybe that's what you're doing. All right, Coz, a handball straight to you as we, uh, I guess, power our way through the rest of round 24. Uh, Let's start off with uh, the Penrith Panthers, uh, who claimed the minor premiership last week. Sitting in first position, coming up against uh, yeah the New Zealand Warriors. This is the six o'clock game on Friday. Yes, I think short and sharp. I think if if it was at New Zealand, maybe you'd give the Warriors a slight chance, but but no, I think um, even though they've they've uh, wrapped up the minor premiership, there's you know that I don't think they'll be wanting to drop any games um, the Panthers. So I, I think they'll. I'll get the job done against the Warriors. I think this is a bit of a physio consultation round for the Penrith Pan. I mean, if you have a player that has the slightest mark on them, slightest niggle, a bit of a sniffle, you are pulling them from this game. The Penrith Panthers C team, I think, could put the cleaners through the New Zealand Warriors at the moment, respectfully. So, um, yeah, the Penrith Panthers, don't be surprised if there's a couple of late changes. I wouldn't be taking any risks with any of those players. Um, I agree. Panthers to win that one by plenty. Um, Let's move through now, Cos, to a game that will potentially mean quite a lot, especially if the Parramatta Eels get the job done against the Brisbane Broncos. The Canberra Raiders sitting in ninth position at the moment, coming up against uh, the Manly Ringer Seagulls. This is down in Canberra. There's obviously been a little, a lot of inconsistency from the green machine this year, but, I mean, if the door is left ajar for them to try and, I guess, take a run at this top eight, yeah, what's your thoughts heading into this one? I think it has to be the Raiders if they if they are serious about trying to play finals. I, I, I think maybe if they learn from their game against Newcastle where they, they appeared to be asleep for, you know, the first half of the game. But I think, um, you know, they have plenty to play for. And if it's, you know, at home as well, you'd think the Raiders would, will beat the Seagulls. But I don't know, there's still some talent in that Seagulls um, team. They'd be disappointed in, in where they're finishing up this year as well. They, sh- they should have been higher, but um, it, I'm going to tip the Raiders because it, it actually means something for them. Have Manly quit? Like, yeah, Manly have quit playing for I, – I don't it, – it's just not something that I'd expect from this group, you know, Coach Lund and Desi Hasler. Like, I get it, the Travoyviks are out. I get it, they're, they're absolutely hammered with injuries, but this looks like a team that's got a lot of quid in them. So I agree, and Manly playing awful football at the moment and really not not acceptable with Kieran Foran at the halves, Daly Cherry Evans, um, you know, sort of leading the way. Manly should be doing a lot better. Non-competitive in a lot of these games in the back end of this season. Um, yeah, just uh, yeah, absolutely not good enough. Um, for the Canberra Raiders, so sleepy uh, as well, uh, you know, with these 40-minute performances and their kicking game. Um, Jack Whiten... 
really isn't in the best form at the moment. Obviously, he's a ball runner first, and he's been doing some devastating things throughout his career. Not in a really good place at the moment um, with his with his game, and uh, yeah, his kicks are all over the place, and Jamal Fogarty's really happening to, to carry the load there. So Canberra Raiders really struggling to deal with momentum changes, fight their way back into contests, and I think part of it is, is uh, their kicking game. And, you know, Coach Stunder, one of the best kickers to ever do it in Ricky Stewart, uh, the green machine. Need to need to get this under control if they're going to be a fight um, and a shout for the top eight. Because uh, Saturday, uh, 5.30, Cronulla Sharks at home coming up against the Canterbury Bulldogs. I mean, the Bulldogs are a good story for a month, weren't they? But, uh, you know, obviously the new coach has been announcing Cameron Smith-Seraldo, um, the most famous assistant coach in the history of, I think, any sport. But, um, yeah, look, look, they had their month of form, but, yeah, they've been been a little bit off the last few weeks. The doggies, they've showed glimpses and I think people have very much enjoyed when they're when they're on. They're fun to watch. They can score some outstanding tries. But, you know, they're playing the Sharks and if they're serious about, you know, contending for finals and, and you know, pushing far into the competition, the Sharks just need to they just need to do it. They they can't they can't afford to drop it. They show their serious contenders and just put the, the dogs away. Yeah, no, I agree. I don't think Cronulla are going to do a Parramatta. I think uh, they're sh- starting to show a little bit more consistency and ruthlessness. And, um, yeah, let's see if they can get the job done there. All right, my my game here, 7.35 on Saturday, sees the South Sydney Rabbitohs come up against North Queensland Cowboys. This is going to be an absolute ripper and potentially a bit of a semi-final preview. Um, you know, cancel your plans. You know, stay in. Get out to the football uh, if you're in and around Sydney. Otherwise, uh, you know, jump on the couch like I do. Bit of nachos. Um, reach out to me on the social media. I've got a good little recipe there. South Sydney Rabbitohs coming up against North Queensland Cowboys. Rabbitohs, the story is, you know, all things Latrell Mitchell and the way in which he sort of turned this season around. Um, you know, they're playing some interesting football at the moment, but the North Queensland Cowboys... Obviously, it's been a very, very challenging um, time for that club, for the game as a whole. But, you know, again, you know, their ability to go out last week and just really show the football that we know they're capable of, it's, um, you know, it's great to see. And look, I'm not going to shy away from it. The Cowboys, they're my second team this year. You know, with everything that's going on, my connection with Chatty Townsend, I, um, I'd love to see the Cowboys do something special here. So look, they're... they're Again, gamble they're uh, they're outsiders gamble responsibly, but I've got the Cowboys winning this one. Um, you know, when you really look at their roster one through seventeen, there's not too many holes, and um, yeah, they're going to be looking to continue their great form heading into finals. Cowboys for me. All right, Mickey, uh, finish us off here on Sunday, our two o'clock game. Uh, the West Tigers <sighs> inching closer to that wooden spoon, coming up <laughs> against the St George Illawarra Dragons, who are sitting in tenth. What's your thoughts on this one? Um, I think Tigers are not going to win. I would like them to. I kind of feel sorry for them at the moment. Um, But, yeah, no, I I don't really see them beating the Dragons, especially after their win over the last weekend. Um, And then I think they're most likely going to lose James Tamo as well for the next two weeks. So I don't think they'll really, yeah, they're just losing players left, right and centre. So, yeah, look, I, I think, you know, sometimes in the preseason you're looking for opposed sessions against other teams and, you know, starting to work out things. I, I think the preseason's come a little bit early for the Dragons. They'll get a little bit of a training session out of this one. Um, I think they'll, they'll I think they'll take care of the West Tigers. And, you know, the Dragons, again, just, you know, plenty of reps for these young kids. If you've got any 
questions, if you're a little bit unsure about particular players, give them minutes. You know, with these experienced players, we know what they're capable of. Bench them, move them out, get the young kids in. You're out of contention for the finals. Um, let's test these kids out and see what they're really made of and build up their confidence. This should be an, an easy win. You're right, um, coming up against uh, the Tigers. And can we give Noddy Kamali uh, a holiday? I mean, the guy, he's the one of the nicest guys in rugby league. He did not deserve this. So hopefully someone's taking care of him and we can get him to uh, Bali, Indonesia or something. I mean, let's give him a holiday because, uh, my God, imagine imagine having that job at the moment. Good luck, Tim Sheens and Medi Marshall. All right, Mickey, uh, let's finish off the round. Uh, the Gold Coast Titans sitting in 15th position. <laughs> They're there or thereabouts. They're still in contention to quote-unquote win the wooden spoon. Uh, Favourites at home, excuse me, on the Gold Coast coming up against a Newcastle Knights team that is devoid of any sort of confidence. I mean, even when winning games by 20 points, they still find ways to lose. But, look, the Knights got a pretty ordinary uh, record against the Gold Coast, but it's been a difficult season for the Titans. Um, again, the odds probably don't show it, but you know, probably a 50-50 game, to be honest. Yeah, definitely. I was going to say, I feel like it's going to be a close one, one that I have struggled to, yeah, tip. I think... Yeah, I think Titans at home, I feel like they'll just get it done. Um, but then again, like I know Titan uh, Knights looked pretty close for a little bit there and against the Raiders. So I feel like if Cowboys, um, sorry, if Titans decide to go to sleep, um, Knights might run over them. But yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, the Knights just do enough just to tease you, Mickey. Yeah. You know, don't, don't fall into the trap. No. <laughs> Um, and look, my advice, you know, to the Dragons is pretty similar to the Newcastle Knights, except they, they've kind of been doing it, and that is, um, yeah, giving some reps to some younger players. Christian Mapalangi, I've been keeping an eye on him coming through. I thought the club were pretty lucky to get him. He's a talented young half. They put him in the centres, cramped, struggled to get through the game, but um, I felt like he was a, he was a bit of a talent. And shout out to Matty Croker. I mean, look, the guy's a toiler, but he's there ripping in. He's a local boy. Absolutely doing his all for the club. So I think a few other young kids are probably, um, and young Oren Keeley, who made his debut. A bit of a difficult first week, but look, I'd be, you know, out of contention. Not much is happening. Just give some young kids an opportunity um, and see who is the, you know, who's got the potential to play in the top 30 uh, next year. Yeah, definitely give them that confidence. It's really important. Yeah, and the fans as well, that the future uh, looks a little bit bright. All right, team, that's all the time we have tonight. Just want to thank my amazing panel, always bringing the heat as we talk all things uh, rugby league. And to our listeners, we really do appreciate your support. We're starting to get into the crunch time of the NRL season finals just a couple of weeks away. Um, How can you continue to support us? It's simple. Download the podcast, share with family and friends. Thank you for choosing Mojo Sports. And until next week, we'll catch you then. You have been listening to Mojo Sports. Thank you for your support. It is very much appreciated. The team and I are trying to build something a little different here, so everyone's support is very much appreciated. Continue to support the podcast, download, subscribe, check out our social media channels, give us a follow, and be sure to tell your friends about Australia's best-kept secret. This is Mojo Sports. Mojo Sports.